Listen as we read the Word. This is a new series starting in January uh, for the new year. Listen from Isaiah 54. Here we go. Sing, O barren one who did not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not been in labor. For the children of the desolate one will be more than the children of her who is married, says the Lord. Now read with me verse 2. Here we go. Enlarge the place of your tent and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Now listen as I read. For you will spread abroad to the right and to the left and your offspring will possess the nations and will people the desolate cities. Pray with me right now. Gracious God, thank you as we begin this new year. We look with a fresh perspective. We ask you to open our eyes and to see the hand of the Lord working. We know, oh God, that you move in mysterious ways, that you work behind the scenes. Lord, many times the frustration we begin to experience, we need to stop and realize that you've actually started to answer our prayers because things are changing. God, we ask today that as we start this series in January that you would speak to the issues in each of our hearts that would arise in fear and worry and anxiety. We know that there are opportunities and challenges that are yet before us, but God, we know that you have prepared a table before us, even in the presence of our enemies. And there's no food that tastes so good that when we get to sit down in the face of those that said we couldn't make it and we get to make it and celebrate it. God, we ask you for your blessing to be upon us. Cleanse our hands and our hearts as we begin this year and give us a fresh new perspective to see you work in our lives, in our families, in this church, in this community. Lord, in the Mid-South, Father, in the United States of America, we cry out to you for revival. God, as we prepare to elect a new president this year, please let wisdom be upon the hearts of the voters. We cry out to you in the name of Jesus that you uh, move in every corridor of power and that people would bow their knees and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. We ask you for this as we uh, prepare to hear a word today that is fresh from your throne. I ask you, Lord, to give us ears to hear. I need you more than I've ever needed you before. I need you more in 2016 than I needed you in 2015. Show up, O oh God, in our hearts, in our lives, in our words, in our expectations this year like you never have before. It's in your name that we pray and all of God's people said. You may be seated this morning together in the presence of the Lord. If you would take out your bulletin, I want you to look at it with me, please. We have this up on a graphic on the screen as well. And so you're seeing 2016 and the opportunity of a lot of, if you would put that graphic up, please. There are a lot of things that are opportunities for us. You see love and friendship and good health and money and prosperity and success and peace and happiness and all of those opportunities that are there, and you see some words that are in gray. I see doubt and fear and worry and challenges and anxiety. And we probably could have populated this graphic with as many gray words as we did gold words because all of those really have to do with perspective. They have to do with how we embrace the year that is before us. We will all receive, we will be the recipients and probably the bearers of some amazing news, some great news, more than once or twice. We will probably all be the bearers and maybe the recipients of some not so good news, probably more than once or twice. I look around this room and I see families that are on a journey. I see people that have come out of a struggle 
those that are in celebration mode because of how you ended 2015. I see others that are in the midst of a crisis. It's not uh, up out of the pit yet, but you're in a place of expectation. And, and, I, and I see, I think about the weight that we as the lead team carry, Pastor Jeremy, Pastor Haley, myself, I'll include Pastor Jeremy's wife, Heather, my administrative assistant. She uh, helps to sort all these prayer requests for us and they're emailed to us and in our own personal private times, we lift them up. Sometimes Dawn and I are both laying in the bed and she'll pull open her phone and she'll just start to pray. And I say, in the name of Jesus, I agree with you. And we're praying for that lost loved one. And we're praying for the surgery that's coming up. Or we're praying for a financial need and a breakthrough to take place or a new job. Praising God with the praise reports that are coming through. With the answers to the prayers that you've been seeking the Lord for. And so at any moment, I'm, I'm driving down the road. I'll pull my cell phone open so I can see the prayer list that Heather emails to all of us, the lead pastors and to me and my wife, and, and just lift those things up. And when we're together in a meeting, we'll, we'll call on the Lord for you because we carry the weight of what you're going through. And, and we love the celebration. Please, let me just say this. Don't ever, um, don't ever be holding back about taking the time to write and tell us about an answer to prayer because sometimes there are things that we may carry in our hearts or our spirits for weeks or even months for you and if the answers come through, please let us know. We want to be able to celebrate with you. Somebody say amen. amen. And so we're expectant. We're expecting God to do some amazing things in 2016. And it's, it's not just about a nice little graphic that's, uh, for the most part, pretty positive. Because life happens. We make plans and then life happens. And how we deal with those plans really has to do with our perspective and to the degree that we're willing to put our trust in God. Uh, 2015 is gone. It's, uh, it's in the past. There's a little quote that I found that's in your notes in, uh, there on your page, on your note page. It says, yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. And so the present moment that you have is a gift from God because you literally stand in betwixt two periods, two eras the past history of your life, the future destiny of your life. And, and, and I didn't share this in the first service because it's just now kind of just come up in front of me to be reminded of the beauty of the thing is that God does not deal with a person based on their history, but He deals with a person based on their destiny. Now, I, I'm going to say that again until it really sinks in. You, you can be grateful today that because your past has been covered by the blood of Jesus and it's forgotten, it was finished under the finished work, of Christ, how many of you know that God's not dealing with, He's not punishing you. What you're going through right now is not God getting back at you because of the mistakes you made last year. Come on, somebody. Your past is covered by the blood. Come on, somebody say that. Now, this is the deal. God does not deal with a man or a woman based on their history. He deals with you based on your destiny. He, he will work things together for your good to prepare you and to teach you and to build wisdom into you based on where He's taking you, where you're headed, and not where you've been. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. We stand in a place of having the ability to exercise what the scripture refers to as our will to make a decision that can literally change the course of what is in front of us. And so the sooner that we as individuals can submit our wills to God and say, Father, not my will, but yours be done. 
the sooner that we can rise up in the spirit of the prayer that God gave to the disciples through Jesus when he said, call my name holy, realize that I am your Father in heaven. And he says, when you stand and pray, declare, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Well, heaven is a place filled with happiness and prosperity and health and healing and wholeness. And there is no doubt and no fear and no worry and no anxiety in heaven. Come on, somebody. And so we want to rise up in faith and grab hold of the invisible. We want to pull it out of the heavenlies and pull it down into the visible realm. Because let me tell you, heaven is a place of perfection. There is there's no strife. There's no stress. There's no anxiety. There's no worry. There's no fear in heaven this morning. And so what you are called to do, having been sent here literally as an alien from another planet... Because the alien seed is on the inside of you and I'm talking about eternal life, the the divine life of God. Come on somebody, help me a little bit preach in here this place. And we are called to colonize. We are called to literally take a whole new kind of life to this planet so that what is in heaven, it can be right here in earth. Come kingdom of God, be done will of God in earth as it is in heaven. Before you start saying give me anything, You're supposed to say, God, let your will be established in my life. Let your kingdom, oh God, be governing in my life. Everybody say, come kingdom of God. Say, be done will of God. In earth as it is in heaven. That's what our responsibility is. As we begin this year, we are infected with life. We are contagious we are, we are literally set loose into a society of death and darkness and disease and we are to be carriers of light and health and hope and holiness. Come on, somebody. Amen. That's the word of the Lord for us. And as we open this today in this new year, we're asking what will 2016 bring. I have one thing I want you to grasp, one thing in this message. It will be woven throughout the message. Read it with me. Your past cannot limit your future when you... Say it again. Your past cannot limit your future when you trust God. Now I want to put it in the first person possessive. Let's say it this way. My past cannot limit my future when I trust God. Let's put it in in the, the plural possessive. Our past cannot limit our future when we trust God. Are you getting it? Is it dawning on you? Is it breaking through? Too many times in the religious Bible belt of the South... Trusting God is just only for the future, for eternal life. And most folk have never brought it into the reality of now and what it means to walk with God, to follow Jesus on a day-by-day basis and to learn to know Him. What is it? The writer of John 17 says, This is eternal life, to know God in Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. And so when we know Him, when we walk with Him, when we follow Him, when when we learn to to hear His voice and we learn to feel His breath in His presence, then that's when we are experiencing eternal life. It's not just something for the future in the sweet by and by, but it's something that affects right now the nasty, nitty-gritty, dirty now and now that I'm wrestling with and dealing with in my life. Your past cannot limit your future when you trust God. The Lord whispered into my heart the last few days of the year. After Christmas, it's always just a real settle down, get quiet. Uh, I finished my read through the Bible this year in a really wonderful, it's a dynamic translation called The Voice. 
very similar to the message. It's a dynamic translation in that it's thought for thought and it sort of puts it in very, very modern English rather than sometimes being word for word. And it's a little hard to translate the literal word for word across the cultures. And so um, it, it just really, really blessed me big time this year. And, and I want you to hear what this passage we just read sounds like from the voice. It says, Sing, childless woman, you who have never given birth. Raise a joyful shout, you who have never gone through labor. You whose husband is dead will bring forth much more than the fertile one who has a husband. Enlarge your, enlarge your house. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, Get a bigger house. Enlarge your house. You are going to need a bigger place. Don't underestimate the amount of room that you'll need. So build, build, build. Everybody look at somebody and tell them, you're a builder. Build, build, build. And it says in verse 3, you will increase in every direction to fill the world. Your offspring will take over the nations. Your people will revitalize long-abandoned towns. And verse 4 opens up and says, Don't be afraid. Next Sunday I'm going to preach, Fear Not. Look at your neighbor and say, Don't be scared. Increase, enlarge. You read this morning. I'd like if you would please to go ahead and put up for me that scripture one more time that we read. And I want you to see this. Go to verse 2. Say out loud with me the words that are emboldened. Here we go. Everybody say, enlarge, stretched, do not hold back, lengthen, and strengthen. That is the prophetic word of the Lord to Victory Church this year. This year, we'll stick a shovel in the ground, we'll break it open, and we'll plant a seed out of which will rise a new permanent facility. It won't be wandering in the wilderness under a, under a leaky tent anymore <laughs> in an old building. As a matter of fact, let me just tell you, some of you have heard some rumors in the community, and let me just tell you this is directly from Randy Cat's mouth. They're not bulldozing anything until we get out of here. So we're okay right where we are. Now, that doesn't mean we can lay back in the flax and take 10 more years to get it built. But it means that they're okay with us knowing they know the circumstance with the architect that died and then got a new one now and plans. So everything is really moving and rolling. We're excited about it. The first of the year. End of the year, I always sit down and really seek the Lord and just say, God, what are you wanting to say to the people? Now, the last four or five years, we've always done kind of a, a new beginning, a fresh start, first things. Those are different series titles that we've done every year, and it's been a shared series every year because we would take on, you know, how we can sort of get focused on dealing with the resolutions that we all have. You know, really, you know, guys, it's just another day, but the calendar's changed. It's rolled over, and we're looking at 2016 now instead of 2015. And and if you really think about it, it's just another day, three days past the 31st now at this point, and and, um, it's it's, it's really just kind of a fresh look in a season that we're in with an opportunity to possibly make some decisions and do something that we didn't get accomplished last year. And unfortunately, folk, 
will you know, say I'm going to change in this area or that. Or they're going to lose a few pounds. They're going to break a bad habit. You list whatever you need to. I'm not going to belabor our time going through what those are. I'm going to establish good habits and you know what those are that you need to do. Whatever. You know, most folks never actually get to the place where they write down the areas that they feel like that they need to change. And if you don't write it down, you're not going to remember it anyway. You're going to quit in less than 10 days. And, and most folks jump into it in their own strength and they kind of white knuckle it trying to, you know, carb deplete in order to shrink the waist up. And let me just say in the name of Jesus, I'm not prophesying enlargement anymore to me. I'm, I'm, I'm going the other way. I'm going to shrink down. That's my prophecy. But the enlargement is going on in my heart. The enlargement is going on in my expectation and my faith. And I sat down at the end of the year, and I always do because December 28th is my birthday. I was one of those poor little kids. You can feel sorry for me now, but I mean, I don't care. I never had a birthday party. Isn't that sad? I mean, it's just sad. I, it, I let it really affect me for a lot of you. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> let me tell you what it meant. It meant that I got double the presents, and my brothers and sisters would get ticked off. They'd go, well, why is he getting all that? And mother would have to go every year. It's his birthday. We're not going to have a party. So he's getting his Christmas and his birthday at the same time, and I'd just grin and... <laughs> Hey, go, you know, hey, this ain't so bad. Uh, but, you know, since I grew up, and we don't even do any of that stuff anymore, they did surprise me with one at 50. This one that I just had was double nickels. I'm 55 now. I actually am a member of the AARP. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm calling when I, when I make a reservation at a hotel, I use my discount, bless God. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I, I always use that last week of the year just to chill out. It's my birthday. It's a season not about getting anything as much as it is being reflective on the year prior and looking with expectation to the year ahead and saying, God, what do you want to do in my life? Lord, thank you for how you met me at this spot. Thank you, Lord, for that you carried me when I heard prostate cancer and you brought me through that. Lord, that you were in the room with me when I had staph infection and thought I was going to die, literally, and pumped with antibiotics 24-7, literally, for the week in the hospital and then in two weeks at home and all of that, and then just trying to re restore and recover and, and recoup and get strength back and just trying to get in the pulpit and preach faith in the midst of what looked like it had just been ripped out of me emotionally and physically and, and all along just getting bigger and getting discouraged about that and wrestling down all that stuff, just like you have to wrestle down stuff and, and going, God, I, I don't know what in the world's going on. Are you through with me? Are you finished with me? What's, you, you know, you're laughing, but I mean, come on, somebody, everybody in the room, you probably faced a time like that. <clears throat> and um, just this year, thinking about how the Lord had brought me through all of that and the increase and the blessing and to be... To, to have the word from the doctor that they got it all and that I'm cancer-free and that things are wonderful and heart's in good shape and, and, and I'm not too old to get back in the gym and get things back in order a little bit and, and, and get things back in line. And so I'm excited about a new year myself, um, but I, I just want to tell you, I, it, it comes with a sense of gratitude at looking back and saying, God, thank you for where you brought me. Thank you what you brought me through, Lord. Thank you for, for, for the blessing of God. Just... Uh, Miss, Miss Ann gave us a, a quilted 
uh, Arkansas Razorbacks uh, blanket for Christmas, and we opened it up. And I just want you to know that it increased in value yesterday. Um, <laughs> if any of you are interested in buying it, I'll, I'll talk. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> I mean, it's just those little unexpected blessings that you can stop and be thankful for and how God just takes care of you and gives you a word. And so in that week of sitting down, being quiet, going, God, what do you want to say to your people? What do you want to do in my life? Uh, what do you want to do in my, my daughter Abby's life? Crazy opportunities. It is a year of enlargement in 2016 in her life. She got a call from Priscilla Shirer's ministry, and Abby's doing a 10-day tour with her. She's on for another year with, with Beth Moore every month, traveling around and uh, looking to get her an apartment uh, by the 1st of February. And uh, three of the four labels have been produ- pr- uh, pursuing her and just all kinds of crazy opportunities for uh, session work and background vocals. And I- I'm going to tell you, I'm just so grateful because they make crazy money doing that. And I'm going, man, this year she's going to get off my payroll. <laughs> and I'm seeing enlargement for my life. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the opportunities and the challenges, Lord, that are that are coming before us. Bless the name of the Lord. I'm gonna, it's my year of double nickels and I'm actually going to have a couple nickels to rub together. Hallelujah. <laughs> and so, come on, some of you know what I'm talking about this morning. <laughs> Son's doing well. He's prospering. He's been off the payroll for a couple of years, praise God. And so I'm just, I'm expectant. I'm excited. Um, and that's just a little bit of my own personal testimony in my life and and that is just such an inkling of what God wants to do with this church and in your life and in your families and in your business, in your marriages, in your homes. Some of you are in challenging places right now. You've started this year in a crisis. Uh, there's, there are anxious moments that you're facing right now. Uh, circumstances that I look around the room and I see all kinds of stories and I immediately my heart is weighty with the stuff that you're going through. And, and, and I just want to tell you that, that your past cannot limit your future when you trust God. Say it like you believe it right now. My past cannot limit my future when I trust God. And so this morning, this is the word that the Lord gave me. He whispered it in my heart. He said, enlarge. And immediately, I heard Isaiah 54. And so I went to Isaiah. Isaiah is this beautiful Old Testament book it's very unusual, unlike all any of the other prophetic books of the Old Testament. It's called one of the major prophets. And so this one, because of the size of the book, it's called major. The minors are not any less important. They're just called minor prophets because of the length of their book. They may be one or two or eight chapters. Isaiah is very similar to the scripture because Isaiah's book has 66 chapters in the very same way that the Bible has 66 books. There's an old covenant in the the Bible and there's a new covenant. And those divisions come with 39 books of the old covenant and 27 books of the new covenant. Isaiah is really remarkable because the likenesses are just almost bizarre. Because the first 39 chapters of Isaiah speak of the law of God being broken and Israel departing from serving the true God and it's judgment, 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 judgment upon Israel, judgment on Judah, judgment upon Tyre and Sidon and Philistia and Egypt and all the nations around because of what they've done to the covenant people of God. It's judgment. 39 books of judgment and 39 chapters in Isaiah of the judgment of God. But 40 opens up very differently and very oddly in the very same way that the first book of the New Testament opens up 
with the beginning of the gospel, with the good news. The 40th book of the New Testament, the 40th book of the Bible is the beginning of the New Testament. And from 40 all the way to 66, we have Matthew through Revelation. And from chapter 40 of Isaiah all the way through chapter 66, the whole focus changes. As a matter of fact, it just radically changes in chapter 40 because it says the the warfare of my people is over and they've given double for their sins. And he says the word now is comfort ye, comfort ye, comfort ye my people. It's the the, the beginning. It's that amazing chapter that opens up and says, There was a voice of one crying in the wilderness, declaring, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, for the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Make his path straight, and the mountains shall be brought low, and the valleys shall be raised up, and, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. And it's a picture of of, of what's going to happen when John comes on the scene and he's prophesying of one that he says he is not worthy to bow down and loosen the straps on the foot of the Messiah. And it's John prophesying about his own cousin, Jesus Christ, who comes walking up one day and stirring up the dust on the way to, to the Jordan River. And John says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And the comfort began. Because we entered the gospel age. We entered the the age of the finished work of Christ. All the religious expectation of what the law says you have to do. Jesus was going to wrap it up in finality and hang on the cross and say it is finished. Now I don't know about you this morning but I got a little bit of New Year preach on the inside of me and I need somebody in the room to help me. Twenty sixteen is going to reveal a change. You hear the word of the Lord this morning. This is the same guy that stood before you months back and said that God told me every time I went up to the corner of Medell Marconi in seventy seven, and I looked at that infernal gasoline sign, and it was three dollars and a plenty. And the Lord said, "Prophesy to it," and I would throw my hand up, and folk would wave at me, thinking I knew them. <laughs> Sitting at the stop sign, going, "God, I bind that mess." I speak $1.79 in Jesus' name. And we saw it fall. Pastor, are you really taking credit for that? The only credit that I'm going to take this morning is to point you to the one who did it. And his name is Jesus. Well, Pastor Mike, I appreciate the fact that you can pray in that kind of faith, but don't you think there are a lot of lot worse problems in the world? You don't know all that I do pray for. I hadn't stopped praying for it yet. We're going to see some walls toe down. I, I'm going to get my preach on this morning. We're going to see some walls toe down in Crittenden County. Poverty demolished and racism destroyed. And ignorance and a religious spirit that wants to camp out in this place. That will attempt to do everything it can to distract people away from the simplicity of the truth that is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I love the words they sang this morning. Where God, where you are is where grace is, and where grace is is where you show up. It's where you are. Yeah. We want to be a grace-based place, a place that realizes that there's nobody in the room that's perfect except Jesus. Amen. And because He is perfect and He lives in us, He started that work. He finished His on the cross, but now the finishing work of the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ's work is finished. But now the Holy Spirit is doing the finishing work in you. You know what a finisher does when he comes in and works on a piece of furniture? It shines it up really pretty. Make sure that finish is as shiny and ready. How many are you ready to be finished this morning? Hallelujah.
Christ paid it all. He finished it all. Now the Holy Spirit is finishing inside of you. Listen, 2016 will reveal a change. Same guy who prophesied to those gas prices is the guy who's telling you today, this is the word of the Lord. He whispered in my heart, 2016 will be a change. This is it. Number one, from sadness to singing. Some of you have been sad long enough. And you have been barren long enough. And the word of the Lord to you is quit focusing on what you don't have and what you haven't gotten. And start singing. Sing, O barren woman, and you need to get up and enlarge the place that you're living in. And don't you think for a second how much you don't need. You need more than you can even begin to, to imagine. Build, build, build was the word of the Lord. Start singing in the midst of your circumstances. It'll get your focus off of. How many of you know when a little bit of gratitude can change your whole perspective? Being thankful for what I do have instead of focusing on what I don't. Now, when, when you read the commentaries about this prophetic passage in Isaiah, it's in that whole section of grace and comfort and the mercy of the Lord and the enlargement of God, the goodness of God. And Isaiah 54, from the first century forward throughout church history, and you can read Matthew Henry's commentary. It is one of the most famous and the most widely read, most accepted. Matthew Henry says, This does not apply. It is not a prophetic promise to national Israel, but this is to the church of Jesus Christ. The one whose husband died on the cross. Are you following me for a second? And because Israel has already had generations, it's already birthed great seed. It's, it's not been barren. There have been 12 tribes that have produced millions upon millions of people. So the barren woman that he's speaking to is not national Israel, it's not natural Israel, but it's spiritual Israel, the church, the, the nation that's going to be born in the day and that's never produced a seed. And the word of the Lord is, you who, whose husband died, you're actually going to produce more than the woman who had a husband. The spiritual Israel, the church, is going to produce far more than natural national Israel ever had the ability to produce. Now, you, you don't have any reason to be sad. You need to sing. Look at your neighbor and say, you better tune up. Mm, me, 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 me. It's time to sing. Come on. It's time to have a little bit of joy in your heart and let it be known. Come on, somebody give God a shout this morning. Because 2016 is going to bring a change. It'll move you from sadness to singing. Let me move quickly. Number two, it's going to change you from barrenness to fruitfulness. Now some of you go, oh, pastor, I appreciate this, but I'm past the childbearing age and my, me and my wife are not going to be Abraham and Sarah. Well, I don't know about that. I'm not speaking to that. But maybe fruitfulness is your checkbook. Maybe fruitfulness is the love you have in the house for each other. Maybe, maybe fruitfulness is raising up and bouncing on the knees some grandbabies that are going to be champions in the kingdom of God. Maybe fruitfulness is a business that you haven't birthed yet because you've been too scared to try it. Maybe fruitfulness is a fresh idea that God's going to give you to actually change the way your life has been conducted to this point. Come on, somebody. Is there a dreamer in the room with me this morning? We were sitting talking and Abby was sharing all of these opportunities and it's just been a lot of anxiety over the last few weeks because of just tremendous opportunities and, and Dawn asked her, what if? And, and Dawn, Abby just responded and she said, you know, Mom, I've, I've really have thought about all this stuff but I'm telling you, you reach a point where your dream has to be bigger than your fear. And I turned my head and y'all, sometimes there are things that just ring. You just hear it. 
And I turned my head and I looked at her and I said, baby, that has fire on it. I'm going to preach that. I'm telling you, every one of you in this morning, this year, your dream has to be bigger than your fear. Because there's a thousand reasons why you can think why you shouldn't step out, why you shouldn't do something new, why you shouldn't attempt to change the status of your life because it's been okay so far to this point. And you've just been real laid back in the status quo, sort of happy the way things are and you're just not going to ruffle any feathers and we're not going to rock the boat, baby, don't tip the boat over. But I'm telling you this morning that your dream has to be bigger than your fear. Because God is going to take you from sadness to singing. He's going to move you from barrenness to fruitfulness. Maybe this one will apply to some folks. Maybe that you can grab this. Here's the last one this morning. From less to more. Some of you have been less. You've been walking in lack. Hadn't had enough encouragement, enough faith, uh, uh, enough spirit, enough light, enough understanding, enough courage. What is it? Enough friends, enough love, enough mercy. You've... You, you, you've given mercy to others, but you feel like you've not received it yourself. You've been walking in less, but God says, I'm going to take you from less to more. Now hear the word of the Lord. I'm prophesying to you, to your circumstances. God is moving you from sadness to singing. He's giving you a transfer from barrenness into fruitfulness, and he's about to move you out of a place of less into a place of more. Come on, somebody. Now you don't think that's the word of the Lord? Listen how this came. Psalm 115, verses 14 through 16. 2016 will bring more. It will bring increase. The word of the Lord says, The Lord shall increase you more and more. Read it with me. You and your children, you are blessed of the Lord which made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. Man, I love that. You know what? The status of your life is because you've let it be. You know what? The heaven belongs to God. The heaven of heavens belongs to the Lord. But the earth, that's the place you're inhabiting right now. That's, that's, that's your address. That's where you're living. That, that's your current status. That's what you're walking through right now. It is what it is because you've let it be that way. It is yours. Take responsibility. Trust God. Your past will not limit your future if you will do what? Trust God. Everybody say, trust God. Trust God. Hear that. I want you to hear that as we prophesy it. This morning, look at these words. Put that back up for me if you would. Verse 2. This is what I want you to see. Verse 2 out of Isaiah 54. Everybody say enlarge. What does enlarge mean? This is the word of the Lord for 2016. Enlargement. 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 A barren woman who's about to be in a state of expectation. She's never had a baby before and she's going to get pregnant. Now, Now husbands, talk to me this morning. How many of you know when your wife was pregnant with your children that you were more patient with her than you have been otherwise in other times? Don't say amen. You know I'm telling you the truth. You got up and made trips in the middle of the night to some 24-7 restaurant, not restaurant, but maybe it was a restaurant, or, or to a grocery store to get something that she was craving. Don't look at me that way. I know I've been there, done that. Pickles pineapple flavored dole fruit juice bars (laughs) how many of you know what I'm talking about oh and you just did for her because her feet were swelling and her clothes were stretching and and she was not in a good mood and you were just excited because she was carrying something alive she she was you were patient now now now, let, let me just apply this to us 
We are a room filled with males and females and the females understand it and the males were there hopefully to, to show an exceeding amount of patience and love and, and, and to, to make sure that she had her needs met and that she was comfortable. But this is what I want you to see when we bump this thing into the spirit. Everybody in this room, Victory Church, is pregnant this year. God is stretching us out and we're going to have to be a little more patient with each other than we've been used to being. Come on, somebody. It means if there's a need that we are willing to be more generous and to give of our time and to thank God that we've got a children's ministry that's exploding. And it doesn't just mean saying, well, I'll pray for you. Well, now let me just say this. If you don't like kids, we don't want you in the children's ministry, okay? You, you can pray, okay? But the Lord may be stirring some of you up to actually help us out, to, to volunteer, to plug in and just take a Sunday a, a month. And to help us build in the lives of these children the destiny that God has on them to be champions for the kingdom of God, to be our future leaders. Enlarge, it's, it's more space, it's more favor, it's more provision. And look at these next words. Look at the next one, stretch. It says, he, says, he says, you're going to stretch out the curtains of your habitation. How many of you know when you enlarge something, it's, it's a stretching season? Everybody say, more flexibility. Flexibility ought to be the 10th fruit of the Spirit. Really, it, it, there's nine of them listed there. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And I think that we ought to put in flexibility. It ought to be a tenth gift, of, not gift, but a tenth fruit of the Spirit. Just be flexible. Because you know what? We make plans and life happens and change takes place. And when, when we start trying to do changes because we're enlarging and God is stretching us, stretching is not comfortable. Stretching is a transitional time. And if a woman goes through her first trimester and, and you really don't tell a lot of difference, but that second trimester hits and everything's being pulled on and you move into to an elasticized foundation so that things can expand. And what I want to say to you is, listen, when, when you start being stretched, it can get uncomfortable. And it's just so amazing to me sometimes when folks enter a season that they've been praying for God to bring and they get frustrated and forget that God's answering their prayer by stretching them. Somebody help me preach in here this morning. You're praying for God to bless your business and here comes more than you can handle and then you get frustrated about it nearly being a cuss. God, send new people to the church and then they show up and we get jealous afraid they're going to take our place. Did he really just say that? Yes, he said it. Why, why is it sometimes that when God actually starts answering our prayers because he's going to take us through a process of stretching us. Come on, he's going to show you that you can get bigger than you ever thought you could. Stretch us. We need more flexibility. Enlarge us, oh God. More space, more favor, more provision. Are you getting anything out of this? Lengthen your cords. I've never seen anybody be able to take a rope and make it get longer. You, you, you do that by getting a new bigger rope. So lengthening the cords, that's what's holding it all together. That's more resources. God is going to bless us this year in 2016 with overwhelming provision and new resources. Resources not just in money, but resources in time and talent and energy and ideas and all kinds of things that some of you are sitting out there sitting on them because you're afraid to talk about it or mention it. But God wants to bless you in crazy ways. Does anybody in the house believe that? I sure wish I had somebody to help me preach a little bit this morning. Strengthen your stakes. 
strengthen your stakes. How do you get stronger? You get stronger by applying yourself to some resistance. You go in the gym and you push a little bit more weight than you've been used to pushing. And the muscles start to increase and the strength starts to grow. Less becomes more. Are you seeing this? So God wants you to be strengthened in your walk with him. Very, very simply, how, how do I spiritually apply this? Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is your what? So literally this means more joy. When you strengthen your foundation, the stakes that are holding your tent, that God says spread out because you you're going to need a whole lot more room than you ever dreamed of. Build, build, build. That's for us this year in 2016 at Victory Church. As we step onto that land, a piece of the earth that we own, that's the one thing God's not making any more of. And we own, we have dominion, we have a governmental voice in Crittenden County. We're not just hoping to change the future, but we have something with which we have the ability now to say, God, we own this piece of earth and bring heaven down into this spot right here and let it become a colony that changes Crittenden County and the Mid-South all around us. In the name of Jesus, come kingdom of God, be done will of God. Hallelujah. Finally this morning, three things here and I'm finished. 2016 will result in kingdom influence. Look at this. This is the last verse. Verse 3 says, For you will spread abroad to the right and to the left. To spread abroad means literally growth. You'll spread abroad to the right and the left. God is going to grow us not just by addition, but I'm going to use a big word, multiplicative growth. Multiplying, adding to, quick discipling of a whole new generation of those that are going to carry this life-giving message of the gospel into deserted, dead, dry, sick areas and lives of the people in the Mid-South. We will multiply. We will not grow just by adding a few here or there. We will multiply in 2016. Hear the word of the Lord. He says, Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. More flexibility, more generosity, more resources, more joy. Two things and I'm finished. He says, and your offspring will possess the nations. Hear me. I believe with all of my heart, my feet will stand on foreign soil again this year. It's been since 2002 that I've gone on a missions trip and I've felt for a season just to build, build, build people, build, build the family of God here, build the community here. But I'm really sensing that God is going to send me and others out of this community of believers into the nations this year with more missionary effect than we've ever, ever had before. I shared that in the first service, and a couple walked up to me and said, we don't know where you're going, but we've already got your airfare. It's paid for wherever you go. Blows me away. Now, this is not about me just going and having a, a good time with some pastor friends that I know in Africa or in Asia or somewhere else, but it's about taking people in this house to be able to go and see how we can touch nations and change the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Anybody in the house believe that? Anybody in the house think you might want to go? Come on. I believe the Lord can provide. Hallelujah. Your offspring will possess nations. Kingdom advancement. Last point and I'm finished this morning. Look at this. You will people the desolate cities. Populate. There are desolate places all around us here in the Mid-South in the tri-state area the Tri-County area, all kinds of places of deadness that God wants to send you as a representative, a living, contagious, 
life-giving representative of the gospel so that we can take restoration and new life into these dead places, dead cities. I'm going to say this. This is the boldest thing I've said this morning, and I'm going to sit down. I believe with all of my heart that this year we will plant seeds actually to begin the process of planting churches out of Victory Church this year. I believe that with all of my heart. That's the word of the Lord to us. God is going to enlarge you. He's going to give you more favor and more space and more influence and more provision. In order to do that, He's going to stretch you. He's going to tell you, do not hold back. Be generous with your time, your talent, your treasure. He's going to lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Everybody say, lengthen and strengthen. You know what? This is a time of transition. It's a time of deciding I'm going to love and I'm going to show mercy and I'm going to have grace and I'm going to be more patient with my brothers and sisters because they're pregnant with the vision of God for their lives. I know the brothers are struggling with that a little bit, but you're carrying a vision of life inside you. Some of you for businesses, a dream that you've had that you've never stepped out in faith to, to do. It's 2016 is the time. It's the time to step out. It's the time to deal with worry and fear and anxiety. It's the time to rise up and say, God's going to strengthen my stakes and He's going to lengthen my cords. He's going to enlarge me in Jesus' name. Bow your hearts with me, please, for a word of prayer.